All right, good morning and welcome. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Miss Sarah, how are you this morning? I'm well, how are you? Good, good. Looks like everybody's busy. I'm going to bring the soapbox out early this morning. Okay. Um, so this week, Stacy, I, and Brindley took a little road trip back to St. Louis. We go up there to Cardinal Glennon to uh, the Children's Hospital from time to time. Little one's doing very well, so all of you out there with your... Well wishes and prayers. You guys have got us to the point we're at, so thank you out there. Um, but I want to talk about the trip, you know, because there's a lot going on when you take a trip. And that's not a long trip. It's about 200 miles each way. Uh, you want to take a guess what it costs to drive. Now, we have, let me set the stage a little bit. We have a 03 Ford Excursion. Okay. Which is awesome, by the way. So cool. 7.3 turbo diesel, four-wheel drive. Great road vehicle. Got a little over 20 miles to a gallon, believe it or not. So, big vehicle. Uh, we had a full tank when we left, and I filled back up again when we got back into Republic at the cheapest fuel station I could find. You want to take a gander? Just take a guess at what it costs to drive up there. Maybe a hundred? $144. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I had to swipe the old uh, debit card twice because the pump shuts off. That's a, that's a bummer deal. And I, I hate keep you know, kind of complaining, I guess, if you will, about fuel prices, but we're all in that boat right now. You know, I'm sure I'm not the only one. Heck, you and I have talked out there. Why the reason that I bring this up this morning is because I watched this back, I think, in 08, somewhere around there when fuel prices spiked real high. The as seen on TV, are you familiar with those oh, gadgets yeah. and gizmos? You know, sometimes it's the wonder mop or it's the, you know, whatever new flashlight that shines to the moon. But when fuel prices come up, the folks that make the widgets that are the guaranteed to increase your fuel economy, blah, 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 uh, there's a lot of exposure and a lot of waste right there. And so that's why I wanted to bring that up today. Um, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, basically it is. And so one of the ones I remember the most was the tornado. Did you ever hear about that one? I probably have, but refresh me. So it was this, like, uh, basically kind of looked like a airplane impeller or propeller, I guess, if you will, or a, you know, ceiling fan of a design. But basically you put it in the, the intake system of your vehicle and it supposedly st stirred the air and fuel mixture to increase uh, efficiency or something of that nature. It was complete garbage, by the way. And they played that on the late night as seen on TV like it was going out of style. The other ones that I saw a lot were um, something to do with the intake air temperature sensor. It was a little sensor you wired in there. It was complete garbage. Um, you have to be careful on some of the cold air intakes. Um, if they're oil bath related air filters do not use those um, pretty much what happens is they coat the mass airflow meter heating element which has to have good clean air moving across it um, absolute garbage do not use those i have a ton of people regardless of fuel prices come in with drivability concerns and not uh, you know, thinking that they're getting enough fuel economy or enough performance or something of that nature. And it's because they put an aftermarket intake system on a car. Now, 
Not all aftermarket intake systems are garbage. There is something to be said about air in and air out, and I will get into that in a second. But most of these oil bath ones or some of even the big name brand ones that you think, oh, well, they're a huge company. They're basically a huge marketing company, and they do a good job marketing the fact that they're good. And in reality, they're creating more problems than they ever thought to help. So very important there. Um, and, and I don't want to get down in the weeds about the engine being an air pump, but there are ways to get more air in cleaner and still get the performance, but you also have to get the air out. Our good friend, uh, Mr. Mike Barrett from uh, Paradox Exhaust, does a great job getting the air out. And so when we had done a show a few weeks back, he sent me a lot of great information. The man is an absolute wealth of knowledge. And so you, A, need to make sure your car is maintained correctly. Um, that it goes along with air in and out. And then fluids are very important as well. I literally just did a service for a customer that we've been doing his work for a long, long time. Um, and it was sheerly changing the oil in the car. And he come back and said, hey, man, this thing starts better than it has in a long time. Well, in this instance, it had been a long time since he had had an oil change done. And he drove the vehicle for many many years he could tell a difference and i'm like yeah you need to get it into me more often so we can keep better tabs so we don't have any issues um, but as mike and i were discussing kind of through some some messaging back and forth um, you know as you increase the efficiency of combustion now part of what the problem is getting the air in is that they don't want you to hear the inrush of air so when you put like a cold air intake or some different aftermarket stuff on there, you hear the rush of air. And, you know, I enjoy that, actually. I, I like that part of hearing everything work. That's just kind of how I'm wired. Um, but it's more efficient with the right intake system. Now, when you go the other way and you buy one, like I said, you can create yourself a lot of problems. So make sure you do your homework. If you're not real familiar, get with somebody that is truly does know what they're talking about. Doesn't just, you know, uh, think that they know, if you will. Get, make sure they're proven in whatever industry they're in. And then secondly, you know, if you can get the air in more efficiently and you can get the air out and handle it more efficiently. Uh, they build your exhaust systems pretty much to mask being able to hear the vehicle run. Now, I like the way a eight-cylinder sounds. I just love that. That's one of my favorite things. So part of how they muffle a vehicle, and this is through the education, through our relationship with Paradox Exhaust, is restriction. I mean, you want to quiet a vehicle down a bunch, figure out how to slow that exhaust speed down, and it'll be real quiet. And I've I've experimented on my own, building custom mufflers, building resonators, different things over the years. You know, I get these ideas, and because of the equipment that we have, you know, I'll dream it up and we'll make it and see what happens. Some of them are home run and some of them are flop. It happens. Uh, but each one of them I learned from. And I, I think it was at Edison that made the light bulb. You know, he didn't fail 2,000 times. He learned how not to make the light bulb 2,000 times. And that kind of goes along with it. So the moment that I got to talk with Mike and kind of go through, we hit it off pretty much immediately because it's a very similar mindset. All right, if we can dream it up, we can build it. And then if we build it, let's continue refining it. And essentially, that's what we have with our relationship with Paradox Exhaust. And the reason that we went to that is I was having some struggles on late model engineered engines 
that I needed to have some solutions to. And instead of reinventing the wheel, I happened to run into Mike, who had come up with a lot of those solutions. And the benefit of that is I get a really cool sound out of, you know, a lot of different engines out there, not just V8s, but sound is an opinion. I cannot stress that enough. So there's a little bit of an interview process to make sure we get the right fit for you. And then secondly, increasing the flow, which he has proved on his flow bench to me time and time again, that he does an excellent job increasing flow. So it kind of goes hand in hand. You know, if you get a performance system, the engine breathes better. Now, if you like the way it sounds and you're dipping in the throttle a little bit more, um, you know, your fuel economy is not going to quite be where it should be or you'd like it to be. But if you drive at a, you know, a moderate level and you can increase the efficiency from how the engine breathes to how the engine, you know, goes through the combustion cycle and then how the engine expels the exhaust, you are going to benefit from that time and time again. Uh, But all that comes down to the driver and the operator and what it is you're looking for. So that's where that interview process kind of comes through. Okay, is sound, a certain sound you're looking for, uh, you know, our experience on those engines and and chassis platforms. How do we kind of get there? Because like I said, again, sound is an opinion. And what sounds great to me may not sound great to the next gentleman or lady, or sometimes a couple will come in and it sounds great to the wife, but the husband can't, you know, handle it or vice versa. So that's kind of part of it. Um, Sarah, I ran off at the mouth on that deal, didn't I? <laughs> just a little bit, oh, but that's sorry. okay. I just, I got, I got a little headwind in there and we just kept going. That's okay. So I started ran about fuel and then just got into the old, uh, how do we get more fuel and hopefully not get scammed. I guess that was my point of that segment was don't buy the widget just because you see or you get an email that, you know, this will give you 60 more miles to the gallon. If that was possible, the manufacturer would have put that out there. Right. And it's important to do your research on those types of things, too. You know, not everything is out there to get you. Yeah. But it is definitely important to make sure that you do your research before you make uh, something that could, you know, really hurt your vehicle in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, you're expecting this benefit, and a lot of times some of those certain, you know, widgets maybe have a benefit in the beginning and then it falls off quite a bit at the end. Um, but yeah, I don't want people to get scammed. And I saw that a lot during the last fuel hike. And so hopefully we're educating a few people out there. Uh, but uh, we're at the point now, Sarah and I are going to step into a break. We'll be right back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. Welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. Sarah, you got something I don't have any idea about over there. I do, and I'm actually very surprised that you have not heard of this yet. Mm. Now, this is something that has just kind of been unveiled. I think it's been unveiled, uh, like, I think it started last week, maybe. Okay. Uh, and it is called the Etch and Catch Program. And you've never heard of this. I don't think so. Okay. Well, let me read to you about it. Okay. And then I want to get your thoughts on it. Okay. So in an effort to deter would-be thieves and to track stolen catalytic converters, the Lebanon Police Department has teamed up with several local automotive businesses to participate in something called the Etch and Catch Anti-Theft Program. Mm -hmm. So this is how it works. When a vehicle goes in for a service at any of these participating businesses, Mm -hmm. The vehicle 
owner can request to have their license plate etched into their catalytic converter. And then the business will also mark a line in the catalytic converter with brightly colored heat resistant paint. Okay. And it will com- be done completely free of charge. Okay. So when the thieves see the paint and the engraved license plate, they will hopefully, you know, that will deter them. Yeah. Uh, but if not, all of these local businesses, so all of these places that they are selling these catalytic mm-hmm. converters, wherever they are selling them, they will now know oh, this is a stolen one. Mm -hmm. And so they can report it to the police right away. So I love the ingenuity part of that. Um, Should I give my honest opinion about this? Sure. All right. So I hate to be the skeptic on this deal. And, you know, if if this works, that's fantastic. But what I've learned with, like, criminals and thieves is they're a lot smarter than I give them credit for a lot of times. So... I uh, I, w- I don't want to say that I am an expert with metal, but I obviously do a lot of fabrication, and metal and I are friends, if you will. We get along really well. And one of the things that I know that will deal or kind of defeat some of that stuff is either, you know, an abrasive disc or a grinding disc or even, um, you know, some way to take that top layer of material off. So, for instance, if I etch something or scratch something in a piece of metal and I can buff with an abrasive wheel and buff whatever that is off there and take it, it's kind of like planing a board, if you will. So if you got a knotty board that's a little wonky and you run it through a planer, it basically mills it all down and makes it a little level. Um, I had an old guy w- one time years ago, and I never forgot this. It's an old saying. You've probably heard it. A lock is meant to keep an honest person honest. Have you ever heard that, sir? I have. And I kind of feel like this is what it is at this point. So we at A1 Custom have installed uh, Cat Clamp is a brand, which is this cable monstrosity. I've seen them defeat that. I've seen them um, crawl under there, and I've made some custom ones. I've yet to see them defeat that, but it takes a lot to to do the custom ones that I've built. Um, I've seen other shops make some and have some success. I've seen them put some aluminum shields or plates under vehicles. We've done that with special uh, rivet kind of heads that makes service down the road a little bit more of a, a challenge. So I love what Lebanon's doing, and, and I hope it doesn't sound like I support them. I hope it works. Um, but out there, the criminals are probably still going to keep being criminals. And I, w- I would hate to have somebody feel like that's, uh, uh, you know, like you, you're safe because you have that on there because people are still going to figure out how to get around it. My personal advice still goes back to shows you and I've done. You know, if you can park your stuff inside, do it. If you can have good lighting around it, do it. Um, but, you know, try to make yourself a hard target versus, you know, relying on this etch and catch situation. The other side of this is I've had catalytic converter core buyers call and come by the shop over the last 20 years. And, you know, it's like everything else. Most of them are good. um, But I've had some real shady ones stop by that are from out of state. And so they kind of swoop in or they, you know, they have this route that they move throughout the country or whatever it is they're doing. 
and they're basically they're they're intentionally buying or looking for that shady stuff and then they have a connection somewhere else that they take them away and and use them do you think i'm poo-pooing on their idea too bad no i don't think so i think that it's important to think about these other things whenever you do yeah. have a program like this because honestly i thought when i first read it i thought oh that's a pretty good idea and hopefully yeah. it will deter criminals but once again then whenever you said well you know maybe they can grind it off pretty easily i didn't firsthand think of that so i'm like oh well hopefully you know that'll be way more work than what they will want to do but you know a criminal is a criminal so what i've what i've seen you know is is that certain folks have have been hit unfortunately and we've done the repairs and then they've added some kind of deterrent device and then they get hit again and there's more damage the second time that drives the cost up because they defeated however, you know, the monstrosity of whatever the company decided to put on there, which, um, you know, I, I understand the idea and I hate it. I don't enjoy doing those repairs. I mean, I try and do them as eco- economically as possible for the company or for the individual a lot of times. But it is unbelievable um, the additional damage that I see. And essentially what happened on the last one that I had, normally they just cut the catalytic converter out. This one they butchered all kinds of stuff and stole more of the exhaust system. And because of the the kit that was installed, we didn't install the kit. The company had installed it on their own. Um, and then so they had to bring it back a second time. So they not only stole the converter, they stole the whole kit that was bolted on there to cage the system and then, you know, damaged a bunch of other things. Um, while we're sitting here talking, I actually did some work this week down in our Arkansas locations. We have a couple shops. We do some consulting work with down there. And there was a, uh, I think it was a Nissan SUV, like a Murano, broke down on the side of the highway. And as I drove by there, somebody had stolen the catalytic converter off of that vehicle. I could see the exhaust hanging down where the cat should have been. So not only did your car break down and leave you on the side of the road, it had been there for a few days. I talked to some of my technicians that drive uh, that way. And somebody at night saw it there as easy pickings. So your car broke down and somebody decided to vandalize and steal your converter on the side of the interstate. That was 49 interstate there that goes through Bentonville and Springdale and Fayetteville. Yeah. So as I drove by, I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, not only did you have a bad day and your car stuck, but now your car stuck and it's missing a converter. It's Can an even worse that? day. Yeah. And you know what? People probably saw them as they were driving yeah. by, and they just didn't think anything of yeah. it. You know? I wouldn't have. If anything, I would have pulled over to try and, I don't want to say assist them in stealing the catalytic converter, but I stop fairly often when people are on the side of the road right. trying to get their because I've been there. It stinks. It's a bad spot to be, and typically I'm well more equipped to help somebody, whether it's changing a tire or whatever, I would have expected them just to be, you know, trying to get their car off the side of the road. I would not have expected somebody to be out there stealing the catalytic converter. It just absolutely blew me away. So I hope that that's not too negative about the Lebanon deal because I support that wholeheartedly. If you can do anything, and like I said, we have custom built, there is a cost and a time. Uh, associated with it, but I've custom built some things. Um, but for instance, I think you and I talked about um, gas theft here a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago. 
And we probably need to continue talking about that because it continues being more rampant. But this kind of goes along with the etch and catch thing. Uh, we had a company that had a large, uh, it was like a box truck that people were siphoning the gas out of it. So they went out and bought a locking gas cap. Makes sense, right? You know, hey, well, the very next time that it showed up at the shop, it had a hole in the bottom of the tank because it had a locking cap on it. That tank was about a thousand bucks, if I remember right. Uh, they just punched a hole in the bottom of it, let gravity do the work for them with a pan or whatever it is they did. Probably most of it leached out on the pavement and they didn't even get it. But unfortunately, the idea to deter them a little bit costs them way more than if they would have just kept, you know, my recommendation, if it's something like that, is just keep the bare minimum in it. You know, don't leave that big high um, capacity vehicle if it does sit in an area that you can't lock it up or you can't, you know, protect it some way. Just leave it on E. Um, there's a local uh, tree service here in town great guy great businessman he intentionally leaves like some miscellaneous stuffs in his truck and he leaves them unlocked because if he left them clean with nothing in them and left them locked vice versa they would vandalize them but if he found if he left like some cheap pliers and maybe a shirt or old work boots in there they would steal that feel like they got something and they wouldn't vandalize his trucks and when he told me that, I was like, really? And another uh, shop owner out of Smyrna, Georgia, he told me he had a locked in uh, impound lot mm -hmm. with barbed wire, the whole deal. And he would leave the, the, the vehicles that he was working on. He was a body shop. He would leave them unlocked on purpose. And I thought, man, what in the world are you doing? He said, well, at least they don't break the windows out of the cars when they steal things. All I have to do is buy the stuff to replace them. And I was just thinking, what in the, why in the world is this what's going on? And we have to talk about this. But, you know, we need to be on guard um, and be proactive and very situational aware. But we're at the bottom of the hour. Sarah and I will be back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin, A1 Custom Car Care. I'm on a rant, Sarah, and I just got to keep going. Okay. I don't know how to not do this. I will let you go. So here's the thing. If you're out there and you, you get some feedback on this, please, how do they do that for us? Like, if, you got, if you've got thoughts about, A, how negative I've been today, <laughs> or B, if you think I'm hitting the mark or just maybe I'm completely out in left field and crazy... How do they how do they interact with us? Sure, yeah. Well, you can shoot us a text message on our text line that is 417-447-5743. Once again, that is 417-447-5743, or they can reach out to us on our KSGF Facebook page, and we also have a Getter mm -hmm. as well, which is basically the conservative version of Twitter. I love it. Both of those are at 1041KSGF, and okay. then they basically just you know, for A1 Custom Car Care, and then just type all of your info, and uh, it will get to me somehow. Awesome. Sounds like you've made that very easy for everybody. So what I wanted to keep going is I was talking about the fuel situation, and Sarah and I were talking off break, and I thought, man, we really need to keep going with that. So there was a news article. Uh, it's across the country. This just isn't Springfield, Missouri, that this is happening at. But one of them, uh, they were interviewing the, the victim, basically, at this point in time, where they had had a bunch of their, their gas stolen, and I think they had punched a hole in the tank. 
but the local municipality decided to say, well, you know, this is kind of your fault because you were an easy target because you have a big vehicle that sits high off the ground. And, you know, shame on you. And when I when I heard that, I was like, you got to be kidding me. Let's shame on the the thief at this point. When it, at one point in time, did it become, you know, acceptable or socially accepted that because I'm a dirtbag that, you know, shame on the guy that I, I wronged, if you will. Does that make any sense, Sarah? No, absolutely not. I was like, this has got to be, uh, yeah, so this wasn't here in the Midwest, which I'm so thankful to be living in the Midwest, and for any of you living out on the coasts, you know, I'm sure there's some cool people out there, too. I'm not hating on everybody by no means, but when you, you push that progressive viewpoint that, oh, you know, for whatever reason, this guy is a bum, and I don't mean like homeless people, there's 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 reasons people end up homeless, and I hate that, I really do. I have tried to be proactive personally with some of the shelters and whatnot here around Springfield, and I understand or have visited with them. When I'm talking about bum, I'm talking about the guy that's, you know, got some kind of an addiction, and he decides to steal from you or me or somebody here, you know, that we know works hard for a living, and I should feel bad for needing a vehicle to do work, because essentially that's what bigger vehicles normally are used for. And for the, you know, I don't know if it's because they've tied the hands of some of our local officers or, and I'm talking local as far as, you know, non-federal officers across the board. Uh, But it just really blew me away that there's not more consequences or deterrence for not even petty crime. I could see petty crime, you know, oh, slap on the wrist. Some of this stuff is almost like it's getting a reward at this time. I'm really, I'm fired up today. It is just crazy. Yeah. I don't know what to think about this, Sarah. You think I'm nuts? I'm no, on left field? No, I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. These hard, you know, so you look at how the country is structured, and I try not to get political very often because I think there's much better, uh, more informed folks here at the station that do a great job with that. And honestly, I'm a listener of theirs most of the time to keep my education up on current events. But this comes down to just, um, you know, what I would consider common sense, I guess. You know, if you go out and you get busted stealing catalytic converters and all we're going to do is hit you with a find, a financial find. Well, in my mind, that just says, hey, I need to increase my production of stealing more catalytic converters to pay for the find. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, I I don't want to get biblical and say an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, but clearly that would be a deterrent. Um, you know, of some kind that, hey, there needs to be a more fitting consequence to your actions, you know. I know, you know, stealing gas and and punching holes in tanks, those people are more often than not, you know, either not picked up at all, ever, or if they do, they're out before the officer that took took the hard task of going ahead and arresting them. They're out before the officer ever even gets off shift sometimes. And that just blows me away. So I don't know. Uh, I guess my aspect or my take on this is, you know, be as proactive as possible. Um, You know, I'm not talking about you need 900 gallons of fuel on hand by no means. I'm not talking about that. But if you have the ability 
to park your vehicle where you can see it, even during the day. So even if you go to the mall, you go out to eat, you do whatever, park it. Uh, you know, for instance, we went to eat down at Flat Creek there in Republic. Have mm-hmm. you been there? Oh, yeah. It's delicious. Oh, man. That place was awesome. So we had a special event. Uh, Stacy turned like 23 or something. Uh, <laughs> and so we went out and I made sure to park where I could see the vehicle through the window from where I was expecting to be seated. Um, now, you always can't do that. I understand that. But when you can do it, um, I saw and have seen a lot of videos here recently. This was a dash cam. It was in a big urban city. I'm not exactly sure which city. But people were parked in a residential area, but they were parked on the street. And it looked like it was in the evening to me. So it was kind of in the twilight hours, probably 6, 8 o'clock somewhere. And there was still daylight. But there was a crew of guys that just stopped next to a vehicle and they were stealing the cat off of it. And somebody with a dash camera had pulled up and, you know, the people tried to assault the vehicle as he was able to go around it. And immediately he got on the phone. You could hear him and had audio with the dash camera. Um, You know, those I don't want to say easy targets, but, yeah, they're they're targets of opportunity, if you will. You need to not make yours uh, an easy opportune target. So if you have to park on the street, that's a bummer deal. Try and, and if you can get in the driveway, if you can get to the house, if you can park within sight of, if you have a dog, I'm a, I don't say a big dog person, but I've always had a dog. Um, and it is partially for companionship and family and whatnot, but in reality, it's more, as a deterrent that you better uh, be known to be there versus somebody slinking in trying to steal or something away from our place. Right. Um, The dog is a tool, if you will. And so pay attention to that. You get to know your dogs over time, your animals. Uh, We have a donkey at the house. Have have I ever told you this? Uh Uh-uh. So her name's Jenny. Uh, She was a rescue donkey probably about six, eight years ago. She and I don't know what I don't know what you call when when a horse makes a noise it's called baying I mm-hmm. guess if, if you're right so when they go ee ee it's loud and so she is our warning donkey and so when somebody pulls in she typically will call oh, no kidding <laughs> and so we could hear you know over the TV over the radio anything and that's just kind of a, a fluke thing that you know I mainly got her just because uh, she needed a, a good home uh, but it's been kind of neat to have the warning donkey out there and, and let everybody know and I'm just thinking out loud so if somebody else has some ideas that you know the etch and and catch thing i i love the idea i think it's great i hope it works i pray it works at this point in time um but as things continue to escalate in cost and price and as the dollar continues to get weaker um i don't want to get too much on that but that's truly why i feel a lot of this is happening is the the strength of the dollar is waning uh, the the amount of dollars it takes to fill up your tank, to buy catalytic converters, heck, to buy food and groceries at the store, uh, we need to be as proactive as possible. Not that it's not always important, but, uh, you know, whatever you can do to not be that target of opportunity is very, very important. So if you are going to leave your vehicle in a location for a long time, I would urge people to get a ride and get dropped off and picked up. Keep your vehicle in a more uh, restricted, I guess, environment. Uh, Don't rely on that as being a false sense of security either. You know, if your vehicle sits for a long time, that gets noticed by people. So you need to move them around a little bit and check them from time to time. They need to be run anyway. Um, 
but I don't want you guys out there in, in radio land being hit by, by a, a bum, if you will, or by a crook, because that's truly what they're doing. We're literally talking right now about thousands of dollars worth of damage on a lot of these things. Um, I know some of our bigger uh, fleets, um, you know, they're getting hit because they have big high capacity fuel tanks on them. And they're they're siphoning the fuel off. They of sit them. too. Yeah, and they sit. That's a good good point. So I don't know. That's just uh, this. We all need to be looking out for each other. I guess if you will, um, you know the 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 crook side of things. The the desperation, I guess, fuels uh, an escalation of their daringness. You think that's a fair way to put it? Oh, absolutely. And the risk for reward is getting higher and higher, and the the risk is, unfortunately, in my opinion, is getting weaker and weaker and weaker. So nobody needs to be a victim of that. And and you may think it's a victimless crime. I've heard that at different times, that, oh, they stole from, you know, a municipality or something. Well, they stole from each one of us because we fund that municipality. You know, it's not a victimless crime. Somebody at the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month has to pay for that stuff. And even if it is an insurance deal, all of our premiums go up and we all share in the burden. So uh, Sarah and I are going to step into a break. We'll be right back in a moment. Your complete car care solution. A1 Custom Car Care. All right, welcome back. You've got Sarah and Dustin. It's been a delightful show today. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to shift gears a little bit for some more educational stuff. Miss Sarah, you do an awesome job keeping up and hopefully making some people aware of some of the safety recalls out there. What do you got for us today? I've got three of them in front of me. Okay. So first off, General Motors is recalling more than 740,000 small SUVs in the U.S. because the headlight beams can be too bright and cause glares for oncoming drivers. You know, am I the only one that thinks all headlight beams are, are way too bright anymore? Oh, I think so, too, because I drive, you know, butt crack of mm -hmm, dawn to get here at the station. And so I have to drive basically when it's dark. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, I get so frustrated when people use their brights yep. on the highway. I'm cool with it unless I'm coming towards you. Right. Like, turn them off. Like, yeah. be like a normal road. Absolutely. Because I, I get it. You know, anymore. it's it's really dark out where we live. So mm -hmm. I get it. But, oh, man, it's so frustrating when people yeah. are driving right along and they forget. What about the big light bars? Oh, yeah. I've seen those as well in the mornings, and those also drive me crazy. They do, don't they? I mean, they do have a purpose. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. it does drive me crazy whenever you're behind me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> awesome. Well, so GMC terrain SUVs from 2010 through 2017 model years are the ones that are going to wow. be recalled. So there's quite a few. Yeah. That's a and, lot of vehicles. Yes. GM says they are going to start notifying owners by letter starting April 23rd. So if you do have one of those GMC terrain SUVs from those make and model mm -hmm. years, make sure to keep an eye on mm -hmm. your mailbox for that. Absolutely. No, that's a big one for sure. The next one is for Volkswagen, which Volkswagen. I have a Das Auto. Um, <laughs> I don't think that we're going to have too many here in the Ozarks, but... You 
you know, I thought, well, we'll go ahead and cover it anyways. Volkswagen is recalling 223,000 SUVs in the U.S. because a problem with their wiring harnesses, and it may cause their brakes and airbags to operate incorrectly. That's a big deal. Yes. Now, this is going to affect uh, 2019 through 2023 Atlas and the 2020 through 2023 Atlas Cross Sport models. And this is kind of what it says uh, happens, basically, the whole reason why they're doing the recall. It says the wiring harness located in the doors can corrode and cause the electrical system to malfunction, leading to the inverted application of the emergency brakes at speeds under 1.8 miles per hour, power windows opening by themselves, and side impact airbags deploying later than they should in a side impact collision. Wow. Yeah, that's kind of scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, they've had 47 complaints tied to this so far, uh, and they do plan on notifying people by May 10th, which seems like a long ways out, honestly. I would venture to say part of that is they don't have the equipment, well, the supplies to oh, fix okay, it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I'm, I'm seeing that a lot. And this is just an educated guess. I have no insiders at Volkswagen, by the way. But I'm seeing the supply chain, not to hang my hat on that, because I hate everybody uses that in a, as an excuse, but it, it is affecting things. And I would venture to say they don't have the parts to fix those. Right. And you don't want to be, you know, nobody wants to just give up their car. Yeah, because you have to wait for weeks and yep. weeks. Got so it. I would venture to say, so be careful with those for sure. That's a great uh, insight for our customers out there driving those. Yes. Now this one probably will mm-hmm. uh, affect some here in the listening area. Okay. So make sure you listen up. Ford is recalling 195,864. Oh. They're very specific they on are. that. <laughs> They're recalling pickups and SUVs in the U.S. that may leak brake fluid from the master cylinder and reduce stopping power. Yes. So the recalls cover certain 2016 through 2018 Ford F-150 pickups Mm -hmm. and 2016 through 2017 Ford Expeditions and Lincoln Navigator SUVs equipped with the 3.5 liter turbocharged V6 engine option. You know, it's interesting you say that, which I hadn't I hadn't heard of any of these recalls yet, but I've fixed some of those trucks already oh, no in the shop. Well, it does say that if you are going to experience this, basically the driver is going to experience a change in your brake feel mm-hmm. and a reduction in the effectiveness of the brakes. So that's kind mm-hmm. of something to look out for if uh, you haven't got that recall alert yeah. yet. And most people would think that, hey, if I've got a leak, there'll be a puddle or there'll mm-hmm. be something. But the way those leak is it actually leaks in inside the brake booster most of the time. So there's no external leak in the beginning. I've had to find those uh, brake failures and and either pull the master cylinder loose or where the vacuum port goes into the, the brake assist uh, booster and stick some kind of a, a zip tie works really good or a piece of wire down in there. There should be no fluid inside the brake booster itself. And when I pull that zip tie or the fluid out, or the uh, wire, if you will, it'll be wet on the end of that. It's been the way we've been able to diagnose those fairly quickly because you'll look for a system, and that's part of a multi-point check. You'll look for, you know, all the fluids, check the levels. They all should be good. But when I catch those early, which sounds like maybe a little bit even before Ford releases recall, 
you know, I will have a low brake system, but I won't have any external leaks. And so you get to thinking and wondering, and it's all being captured or held inside that brake booster. So there's no external uh, indicators that, hey, I got a problem until it's too late. So right. I think that was very good to share that with everybody. Thank you. And I think that that last one for Ford, I think they said that they're going to start notifying okay. customers. I think April 23rd was that date. But you can always find all of that information on the, the website, the National Highway Traffic yep. Administration. What I always I forget so. what it is. Yeah, I think that is uh, definitely where you can get it. I know you. it's very easy. You put your VIN number in there, and it pulls everything else that's going on with the vehicle that you own. I know for my 2012 uh, Silverado owners out there, I have a recall sitting on my desk right now that I need to. This is my service truck. This is the one I run and do a lot of service work with. Um, it is uh, sitting on my desk for an airbag recall, so I need to. I need to get that all taken care of. I was close. Of. National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Administrative that. You yeah, were very close. I was close. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, you can just type your VIN number in there, and it's super easy. I know that Ryan and I did that whenever we were looking at a, a couple different vehicles mm-hmm. to see if they had recall alerts. And, you know, sometimes you don't get them in a timely manner Mm -hmm. and something pops up for your vehicle that needs to be addressed it's always really good to check that and make sure like oh hey this is what's causing your problems right here right no it's you know you need to be aware of this stuff like you know i know with mine it's an airbag situation i sure don't want to get in a situation where i need the airbag and it not be working like it's supposed to so i need to get that in and get it done i need to call them and make sure the parts are available that's Mm -hmm. the other thing Um, right now a lot of times they're having to order it or they put you on a list and they let you know whenever they come in Um, and all that needs to be done at the dealer now for my folks that maybe uh we or somebody else has already done the repair on, like, say, that F-150. Was it F-150? Is that what that brake um, one was, Sarah? But any of the, you know, the folks, if you've already had it fixed, um, yes. I know from experience, if you have an invoice and can send that into Ford, most of the time they will reimburse you. Oh, okay. So, you know, like I said, we have done repairs previously that the customer obviously had to pay for. We can't and won't do factory warranties. We're not right. a dealer. But if we have fixed something and you're like, oh, man, I'm out the money and Ford would have took care of that, you send in the invoice, you send in the recall notification, say, hey, I've had this taken care of already. That's and more point. often than not, they will reimburse you and get your money back on Yeah, because that can be frustrating, especially if you do have one of these problems and then they don't send the letter out mm-hmm. you know, until like April 23rd. That's weeks away yeah. at this point well and and i know for a fact on those specifically we've been seeing those come in for several years yeah having these problems because that was like 2016 or something so it was an yeah. older vehicle mm-hmm. so they made it out of warranty because you know people drive like it's going out of style and uh you know they had an issue a failure whatever we took care of business on it you know you had to pay us to get it fixed uh but yeah you need to get your money back on that i know that happened with us uh we had it was it was general motors for us but we had a situation where i'd put a purge valve on uh our arcadia and you know general motors sent a recall out and said hey we need to take care of this and you know if you send us an invoice we'll reimburse you on it so i appreciate the fact they're still standing behind what they're doing 
All right. Well, we are officially out of time. Time flies. I know. So if you are out there and you do have a question or comment for Dustin or I, you can give us a text at the text line 417-447-5743. Once again, that is 417-447-5743. Or you can reach out to us on our social media platforms. Uh, Facebook and Getter are both at 1041KSGF. Dustin, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. Have a safe and fun weekend. Bye.